Hi, and welcome to episode 43 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips, and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So welcome back for another episode. Today, I had planned to do a completely different episode, and I often say I'm going to plan to do an episode in the next few weeks, and I'm probably going to say that again. I really want to do an episode, and that was what was planned for today about being unlikable, basically letting go of being not even so much of a people pleaser, but just being okay with the idea of that not everyone's going to like you. However, when I was sitting down thinking about doing this episode on that topic, I didn't have as much to talk about. And I've said it for pretty much all the episodes in the last few months is that I like to kind of have something relevant going on because I just feel like it gives me a bit more of a lively spirit when I'm talking and gives me a bit of a story. And I think as humans, we love resonating with stories. I know I mentioned last week, I'd read The Resilience Project by Hugh Van Cullenberg and he uses stories as a way to connect with people. And I realize that's often what I do on my podcast is I use stories because I think we relate to that. We find the things that relate to us and then we pull meanings and lessons out of the stories. So that's why... When I do my little intro every time, it's always I share personal tips, advice and life experiences because I think the life experiences are what we connect with and what we relate to and then take lessons from. So in saying that, basically the lesson I am learning at the moment or the issue that I'm facing is resistance. And I'm doing today's episode a little bit different. I haven't even jotted down my usual dot points and done my usual little bit of research beforehand. I really just want to sit down and share with you the resistance I'm feeling right now and share with you maybe some other times I've felt this exact same resistance because I'm noticing it's a really common theme and it sucks. And I know if I'm struggling with it, I'm not going to be the only one struggling with it. I think that it would pop up for a lot of people in a lot of different areas. And if I can share how I'm dealing with it, it might even be a bit of processing and figuring that out as I talk about it to you. But I think it could be really helpful as almost like two friends sitting down. You're going to be the friend listening, but I'm going to be talking and sharing and hopefully that you can resonate with something. If there's been something you've been struggling and feeling resistance to, then hopefully this episode will help you out and you'll take something away from it. And sometimes even just hearing someone else's struggle, even if I don't have a solution per se, I feel like sometimes just hearing that someone else is struggling just gives you permission that it's okay to be struggling as well and then sometimes that can be the whole thing that you need and the reason I've kind of told myself it's okay to just do this episode it feels a little bit different without as many notes or anything or as much preparation is because I think I keep sitting down to do podcast episodes for someone else and at the end of the day yes it is a way to serve and contribute but the podcast is still I would say in its early days, like I imagine that one day it'll continue to grow bigger and bigger, but it's got a little baby fan base at the moment. And besides those people that are listening to it, you, whoever you are right now listening to it, I really need to make sure I'm doing the podcast for myself because if you're turning up and doing something for someone else all the time, yes, there's a sense of contribution, but you also need to have a reason why you're doing it for yourself not just for the other people so I've been feeling a bit of resistance because every time I sit down I'm trying to think what does the audience want to hear what do you want to hear 
what would be most beneficial, what would be most interesting, what would be most educational. And then I put all this pressure on myself on what I should be producing for other people. And then I forget what I would want to produce for myself or what I want to sit down and share. Like right now, I want to talk about what I'm feeling and it was really hard to get in a headspace where I was feeling really uh, positive and could share about, you know, oh my gosh, it's okay to be not liked when I was just in this headspace of, I could talk about it, but it would be having to really force myself into a space that right now I don't want to talk about because some days are better than others. And today I'm just really struggling to pull myself out of this slump in a sense that I'm feeling a massive amount of resistance. So let me tell you what I mean by that. So Today is one of my two days. So I made the change to my routine so that I have three days doing regular kind of nine to five or it's eight to four work as a physio at a hospital. And then on my other two days, I made the switch to do F45 so I could do split shifts in the morning and the afternoon, which theoretically I was like, that means I have 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. completely free. Incorrect, first of all. Sometimes there is a class on uh, that takes me up until like 10 o'clock and then in my head, I was like, that gives me still so much free time. That's still like six hours. And if you haven't done split shifts, you probably think that's still six hours. What do you want about Michaela? But this is going to be a bit of a long story. But like I said, it's a story time episode. I found that all those things that I normally do, you know, the workout before, like I'm very structured. I've talked about routine quite a bit on the podcast, but I do my workout in the morning and then I walk my dog Zeus in the evening and then there's dinner and there's breakfast if I'm not fasting there's all these kind of things that you know chew up the morning and the afternoon and evening and then that's why I said well on those days I don't have enough time to do business things so I want during the day but what I didn't really realize I did realize it was still going to be a similar amount of hours like I'm still kind of cracking that almost 38 hours of work each week it's just in different spaces of the day and I thought that I would still just have the energy to show up and do the work that I wanted to do in the daytime hours but I found that by the time I then do my workout which is you know after the morning shift because I'm starting at like 4 30 in the morning so obviously not working out before work I do a workout I then have to either figure out if it's food or walk and I still haven't figured out the routine and as someone who loves routine it's throwing me around quite a lot so food walking Zeus and then I've been finding I'm missing out on like two hours of sleep so sometimes like yesterday I had to have a nap I just crashed so hard I couldn't even like fathom the idea of sitting down at a desk to do anything on a laptop so I slept I was like one hour will be fine and I ended up snoozing or turning off that alarm and sleeping for another hour and today I've tried not to sleep and I haven't slept so it's about quarter past one at the moment when I'm recording this in the afternoon and I haven't had a nap. I've worked in the morning. I've done gym. And I came home and had breakfast. And then I find it so hard to then get into all the productive tasks that I told myself I've got so much time to do. I find myself watching Netflix. And there's a bit of a buffering aspect to this, I guess, as well. But I found myself watching Netflix and then that series ended I was watching Byron Bay's for anyone that's um on Netflix at the moment and that wasn't something that I really wanted to do like that didn't align with me feeling energized and like I'd 
sat down and was present, I really find that when I sit down without watching TV and eat food, I'm a lot more present and mindful. But I was feeling this resistance because I think I came home and I didn't let myself sleep and rest because that's the one thing I'm really trying to juggle up with if I get enough sleep, if I don't, can I get away with napping, do I need to nap? And trying to find that balance because I'm really, really definitely prioritize rest and I think it's really important but I also really want to prioritize the business and my health and fitness and getting out in the sunshine so I'm actually finding it more difficult trying to fit all these things in so basically to say that today I didn't nap so instead I went and sat on the couch and put on Netflix so I was like I'll just let myself rest and take it easy while I have my breakfast I don't know why my brain thinks Netflix is resting but I think whenever I watch some kind of like entertainment show I've always kind of gravitated towards reality tv and that kind of entertainment like love island bachelor bachelorette bachelor paradise any of those shows i find they're quite entertaining quite easy to watch and they just take my brain away from you know the thoughts and everything that's going on i can just really zone out and so i was doing that and then that never leaves me feeling the best and i know that but i still did it because i was like oh i just I won't fully nap, but that'll be my way of resting. Not the best way to rest. I probably would have been better off having the nap. And then I was on my phone. I was like, I should share something on Instagram. That might be a good way to do something that's kind of connected to the business because I'm still trying to figure out marketing. Like I'm feeling quite lost and overwhelmed when everyone asks me how my business is going. Like it's so good, but it's hard. And it's on these two days, the Wednesday and the Thursday, when I'm supposed to have like these eight or six hours to work on things. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm so lost. I've got no idea where to start. And that's where this feeling of resistance is coming up. And even just speaking about it, I can feel it starting to ease and loosen. So I wrote this down. I think it's so true is that when you resist, it persists. It's a little quote that I've heard before. And what I was doing, I'm doing, I'm only like stopping doing it now because I'm talking to you on this podcast, is resisting sitting down and facing the fact that I am so out of my depth in business. I love the coaching. I feel in my element when I'm coaching someone one-on-one, like, oh my God, like it lights my soul up. So side note, if you want to coach with me, I got you. Like I'm so confident with that when I'm there. But it's doing all the other things around that. So like I've got a coaching client at two o'clock today, but trying to figure out, and that counts as work, but in my head, like I enjoy the coaching so much. Like it's an hour long coaching session. It feels like a conversation. Well, it is a conversation half the time. And that doesn't feel like work to me. And that was always the goal. That's why I've started coaching because it doesn't feel like work. And I love that. But the rest of the stuff around it, even though I guess I'm working for technically an hour doing that coaching call soon, the time around it, I don't know how to fill with work. Like I've always done uni or studied or done something where there's structure and to be, I guess, an entrepreneur, which is what I want to be. Like I've always wanted my own business, but I feel so far out of my depths. I've struggled with procrastination in the past and it's really showing up now. And this feeling of resistance is that I am out of my depth. I am lost and I'm resisting that discomfort of being in uncertainty. I think... Like I said, I'm kind of processing this, but it's that resistance to the feeling of uncertainty. Like no one really particularly likes uncertainty. Well, in saying that, Tony Robbins, I've said this before, like there's six human needs. 
One's the need for certainty and one's the need for variety. There is a place for uncertainty, like that variety, the spontaneity. But when it comes to things like this, your livelihood, something you're putting yourself on the line for, you're putting yourself out there, the human brain likes certainty because it's more linked to survival. If you can see where your like money's going to be coming from, then you know you'll be able to afford food and then you know you're going to be able to survive. Like Your brain is always going to be going back to those survival instincts at the end of the day. And when you're uncertain of how things are going to work, your brain's going to freak out a little bit, be like, you don't know what you're doing. This is not safe. And even though that's not theoretically true, like I've got my other jobs, it's all fine. Just that uncertainty kind of puts that brain in that position of, oh my God, you need to do something like, like is certain. Like we don't like this uncertainty. Get out. Like it doesn't feel good. And that causes that resistance. Your brain is going to make it hard for you to be in that place of discomfort because the brain doesn't feel safe there. But I'm trying to force myself each week to show up and each Wednesday and Thursday, my designated business days, have looked so different because I'm trying to figure out what works and I haven't figured it out yet because it's such a balancing act between rest because I 100% think that like as a coach if you're going to be helping others you need to be taking care of yourself and have all your ducks in order like having everything like doing everything practicing what you preach is what I'm trying to say so that means I need to be getting enough sleep and I think that is one of the biggest priorities because I know if I don't have enough sleep, the rest doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if I exercise, drink three liters of water, eat healthy, do my meditation. It doesn't matter if I do all of that. If I'm not rested, I feel like you're just always three steps behind and you're always running and never catching up. And so the resting and trying to figure that out, even going to bed early, I still haven't gotten that down pat on those particular days. And then trying to figure out my eating. So like even that's more difficult. And today I found myself not particularly binging, but eating overeating when I didn't need to be. I had like a really big bowl of like cereal with like some Greek yogurt, which was protein and like protein in my milk and fruits. I was like, that was really good and healthy. Should have been enough to keep me full. And then I was like, just, it was that resistance. I didn't feel comfortable. I was feeling such a feeling of discomfort and sitting in it. And I've been working on sitting in feelings with my client and I know that I need to do that myself, but I think we're all on the journey together and I will continue to practice what I preach. Might even sit for a little bit after this with complete silence, but another way to sometimes work through feelings is to talk through them. That can be journaling. It can be talking to a friend, what I'm doing right now, talking to a podcast, or just sitting still and listening and feeling them. There's a couple of different ways you can process But for me, the feeling of discomfort has been so intense. So I went back to that old habit, that old pattern that gives me comfort, which is going to a bit of food. So I had some toast with some jam on it. And that's very much like a comfort food from last year. Oh my gosh, the year before. Wow, that's even a throwback, just having that insight. It was a food I had a lot during lockdown in 2020 for whatever reason. It was a somewhat justifiably like healthy sweet treat that like fixed the craving. I was like quite severely counting calories during a lot of those lockdowns, trying to like stick to the weight loss goal I had at the time. And I think multigrain bread with jam managed to fit into that criteria somehow. So it became a bit of that afternoon like comfort food. So anyways, had that as like a second breakfast and then had some dark chocolate and then a coffee. And it was just 
like it wasn't a binge by any means. It was just overeating when I didn't need to be because I was feeling so uncomfortable. One, I didn't want to be watching Netflix and I'd sat down and put that on straight away. So I wasn't fully aligned with what I was doing. I wasn't proud. I wasn't choosing the thing that served me the best in that moment. So I was kind of doing that with a bit of guilt and then eating to then compensate for that guilt that I was feeling for watching Netflix and the guilt for not getting up and then leaving Netflix and for the discomfort that I would face if I left, uh, left, very Kiwi accent, if I left the couch and then went and did something else. Um, I was also like, I'm just going to be completely honest and frank here, like, because it's never just one thing, like we're humans, we're completely complex, we've often got many thought processes going on and I'd just been to the gym and I was feeling really bloated and that's not normally or it should never be a reason to overeat. But I was in my head about my body image and I've done an episode on body image and I have good days and bad days. And today was just, for some reason, a bad body image day in the sense that I was beating myself up more than usual and I'm better on other days and today wasn't one of them. I can't even, like I've given better advice before and in this episode I'm just being completely honest. Like I wasn't, being kind like I would tell someone else to be to themselves and to make myself feel better because I wasn't being kind to myself the food also provided comfort because I wasn't happy per se with how I was feeling and I was low energy as well so I'd done my workout at gym and rather than coming home and resting I'd already had a black coffee in the morning mind you at 5am a pre-workout at 8am was like a natural one but still plenty of caffeine in it (laughs) me trying to justify my pre-workout to you but I'd had two hits of caffeine so rather than coming home and being like I'm still tired I probably should just rest I can either I've done that on other times very successfully being like I'm still tired rather than eat for energy I'm going to sleep because obviously that's what my body's shouting at me to do to rest quite often what I do and if you look at your own behaviors you might see this is when you're really tired, you'll eat because it gives you energy rather than resting and listening to your body. Giving yourself food is that way to solve, in quotation marks, that problem of not having enough energy. And that's when I then had another coffee because the food still wasn't giving me energy. So it was one, to deal with that feeling of guilt and discomfort that I was avoiding, that food was solving, facing that. Because when you eat, for me, eating is kind of one of my buffering strategies one of my numbing strategies for you it might be something different but when I do it it numbs the low emotions and what I'm going to be speaking to my client about today little does she know she might she's paid attention to the little outline I gave her but we're going to talk about buffering in the sense of that it numbs the lows but it also numbs the highs so then you can't enjoy things as much And that can be with any strategy, whether it's watching Netflix, so binge watching something, scrolling on your phone, eating, drinking, drugs, sex, any of these addictive things numb the lows and the negatives and make it more tolerable and bearable, which is why we do it in the first place. That all makes sense. Like I don't really have to over explain that, but it also numbs the highs because I know on the days when I manage to steer away from those habits, I have a lot of good experiences as well and they're such high highs because you're not numb to the emotions like you're fully present in the moment yes the lows will suck but the highs will be so much better so you can buffer you can use those strategies to numb yourself 
and it might be effective, but there is going to be long-term consequences to either your health or relationships, the relationship you have with yourself and the self-trust and discipline you have, the way you feel about yourself, but also that consequence of missing out on the really high highs of life because you're not being present in the moment. You're not fully feeling what's going on because you're using something else to numb that emotion. You're not sitting with the vibration that's in your body. And I love when Brooke Castillo says this is that feelings are just a vibration in our body. And it's true, but like sometimes we make emotions seem so scary, so all encompassing. And if we let ourselves feel those emotions, we're so scared they're never going to end. And I, again, me and my client have been working all through these concepts because they are the foundations of your mindset. If you can master your thoughts and your feelings, then your actions and results will follow through. But we were speaking about the feelings and that they will end. And I actually have a good example of I've got a coach myself who I've been working with and she got me to do an exercise. I didn't realize we were going back through some of the work we'd done and it came up just kind of by chance that during the work that we'd done, I'd been using a journal and in that journal, there was something in it about how I had a to do for that day to email my grandma and it was back in February and she passed away in Oh, the to-do was in January and she passed away in February. And so I was looking at this in March and it kicked me so hard because I had this realization. This is a bit of a, I guess, divergence to the side. <laughs> divergence, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> and basically I had to come to the realization that I'd put in this to-do to do something before my grandma had passed and I never did it. And I missed out on that one of the very last times that I had to communicate with her and it upset me so much like I was a mess and I still get emotional just thinking about it now because it's still something I'm processing but basically my coach made me work through it she said to me go write a letter to your grandma who is past now but like tell her everything that you want to say to her and I was like, okay, like this is going to suck and it did and I fully expected it to suck so I set aside some time when I could do it completely by myself and I was a wreck writing that letter, like absolutely just so much emotion and it was all the emotions I expected to feel. I'd already felt them but the thing with grief and any negative emotions is they're all going to have different spans that they last for depending on the intensity and that's one thing I'm learning is that I've had negative emotions that I've been able to like I remember once and I've just spoken about this on a camping trip when I was feeling super stressed and anxious and overwhelmed and I went for a drive and I was able to get out of my head by just sitting there and like feeling that stress and letting it be there and then being like oh my gosh like it's okay it's gone with this emotion of grief and regret and like disappointment in myself and you know a sense of longing and all of these emotions they were a lot more intense, a lot deeper. So although I'd felt them a couple of times before and I'd let myself be vulnerable to those emotions and sit in them and cry and feel them and express them however I needed to, for me that often is just a good old cry. It was still so intense going through and doing that letter. They were still very much there. And basically this is to say that when you're processing emotions, they will pass Some emotions are going to take longer to pass than others. So if you sit in an emotion, I wrote that letter for about 40 minutes. And by the end of that 40 minutes, I still was not okay. That emotion was still very intense. I felt like I'd released a lot of it, 
but I had to go and shower and just like I need to just like cool down like cool my face down and I guess I just want the moral of that story to be that it takes time and not every emotion is going to start and end in one session because that was kind of something that I was talking about to my client is that an emotion will have an end it's not going to stay there if you actually rather rather than resist it because what you resist will persist I fully believe that if you let that emotion be present in your body it does dissipate but what I'm learning from these various experiences is depending on the intensity of the emotion will absolutely depend on how long it takes to dissipate but I still 100% believe and know without a doubt that it dissipates. The intensity diminishes and you might need to sit down and take a couple of times to like process it and it's okay for that emotion to still be there but you need to sit in it and be with it. Even just talking about all these things now like I feel myself loosening up is the best word I can use for it because I was resisting so many things but like I was the other thing so Lots of little stories to combine here, but I think I'd gotten up to the point of having my chocolate this morning and my coffee. One of the things I knew I could do for my business today because of, I was saying that like I was so overwhelmed, I needed to sit down, but I'm like finding business hard. I don't know where to start. Like, well, how do you market? I'm like, I don't know where to start. I know I want to help and coach people, but like, how do I do the marketing? So I'm getting caught up in all the nuances and not knowings and overwhelming myself. One of the things I did know I could do was sit down and do a podcast, but I was resisting even doing that. And that resistance was making me feel so uncomfortable. I wanted to keep on eating. So I like came upstairs and removed myself from that situation, just came upstairs and the coffee. I was like, that's it. Like, stop it. <laughs> like pull yourself out of that situation. Cause that's one thing I definitely advocate for. If you're having trouble, remove yourself from the situation we sometimes can change the circumstances that we're in and then that makes it a little bit easier to then change the thoughts and feelings so for me change that circumstance was mean getting out of the kitchen going upstairs to my little I've got an office now which is amazing so sitting up here in my little self-made office and making this my little space where I actually do work and I am sit down and I do what I say I'm going to do but I still felt the resistance I was like oh I don't want to do the podcast like I was just being like a little brat, like I can even say it now, like it's only been half an hour, but like I was just in a mad, bad, like not not actually a mad, I was just in a weird, that's what I'm trying to say, um, a weird headspace. And as soon as I've sat down to do this podcast, it's all released because I'm no longer resisting and procrastinating and putting off doing the podcast because I still am working on my fixed mindset, which is that perfectionist mindset there's still that all or nothing part of me that believes if I sit down to do a podcast it has to be perfect I have to be in the best mindset I have to be in the best mood to show up and make it a good episode I need to have sat down and done the research and I'm put so much pressure on myself for these episodes and then I don't enjoy it because I'm like oh I don't want to do it because it's so much pressure and I just get all antsy about it but as soon as I start talking I've had a great old time like I really once I start I enjoy it but I make it so painful beforehand and I resist it and it gets worse and worse and I was feeling so much tension and I talk about like feelings being a vibration in your body and the feeling for me like where how I describe that feeling was just like a tightness in my chest and like through my torso like it was all just felt tight 
And now I feel like I can just breathe again and I feel a bit more relaxed all of a sudden and a bit like, ah, oh, I did what I said I was going to do. I followed through. That develops trust and I just feel a bit more at ease with it all. So basically, like I thought it would be, <laughs> this episode has been kind of me sharing the process of today of what happens when you resist that and not angry like a the kind of feeling of like turmoil and like oh like really an uncomfortable feeling when you resist that I just kind of been describing it recently as like the resistance when you resist the resistance it just persists it gets worse and it was getting worse for me like that feeling had been progressing up until like I tried to do some other things I tried to do some goal setting but it didn't stop until I actually stopped resisting it and be like, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to take the pressure off. I'm just going to talk about what I want to talk about on the podcast for today and let that be okay. And I feel so much better all of a sudden. Like all it took was I needed to just stop resisting it and then the resistance disappears. And I think a lot of emotions can be like that. If we stop fighting them, whether it's anger, hurt, disappointment, blame, guilt, shame, any of these negative emotions, we resist them and we push them down. We don't want to face them and deal with them. When we sit down and actually process them in whatever way we need to, all of a sudden this release goes like, you just feel like a bit lighter, a bit of a weight off. And so I just wanted to share this episode for you to hopefully relate to and take something out of this and maybe one, make you feel like you're not alone in this feeling of, oh, like I just am so like frustrated or I'm just or like in a mood, you know, when you're just just not feeling right, like that frustration or overwhelm or stress, any of those kind of antsy negative emotions, if you think of them as resistance, let them be and then stop resisting them. Like settle into it. Either sit down, talk to someone about it, journal it out, write it out. Maybe you just like do a voice memo. I've done that before and that works a treat because this is basically just a voice memo which I'm then going to go share with the world. I've done that before when I was really upset. I sat down in the car and just did a voice memo on my phone which ended up like going for like 12 or 15 minutes. And that was more therapeutic than even talking to a friend because I could be completely transparent and vulnerable because I was just like, well, I'm the only one hearing this, right? But just verbalizing it having to have a coherent thought process, whether that's in writing or verbally to someone else by yourself, it doesn't really matter. Just when you have to tell your brain, okay, what, what's going on? Like, let's rationalize this out, make it coherent. Because when it's all up in your head, it's just like this massive jumble and it feels awful. And then as soon as you clear it out, figure out the cause, what the root of the problem is, I think that's also a massive one. Like for me, talking about it just now, being able to be like, well, the root of the problem was that I was feeling overwhelmed in not knowing what to do and that uncertainty around the business side of things. And then I was feeling guilt about sitting down and watching Netflix and then overeating and then procrastinating. So guilt and overwhelm. So now I can all of a sudden identify those emotions. I know where they came from, what actions I took that caused them. Then I can just release it and go, okay, like I can process them. I know what to do once I've identified an emotion. So sometimes naming an emotion is one of the best things that you can do to help release, let go of that resistance to that particular emotion. So I hope that gives you some insight, maybe a way to help process your emotions or just realize what's going on in your own brain or a way to deal with what's going on in your brain. So hopefully you've taken something from that. If you've enjoyed that, 
go follow me on Instagram. It's Michaela Campbell. You'll be able to find the link in the show notes. And if you want a little bit more of this and you are digging all the advice I share, you can always let me know if you'd like to do a bit of one-on-one coaching. You can either jump on the link to my website and book in a free clarity call. I'll pop the link in the show notes or head on over to my Instagram. You can just send me a message and be like, what's it about? Always happy to chat. And you can kind of see if this is something you'd like to do a bit more of because it's always so much more helpful when you have someone in your corner backing you and supporting you on your personal development journey. So thank you so much for listening. I'll chat to you next week. Bye.